and welcome to Laps Gamer Radio, episode number 121. Uh, I'm your host, Mark Amer, and joining me tonight is Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello. And back from his brief stint in near-Earth orbit, Adam the Fucker Ducker. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How's it going, gents? Very well. Yeah, yeah not bad. Very, very well. Good. Should we talk about some video games? Yeah. Uh, I've I've been playing a lot recently because I haven't had a lot else to do, um, but I understand you guys have had obstacles between you and your, your gaming time, so uh, I'll let you guys go first. Uh, Adam, um, <laughs> you've been stuck with <laughs> your dad. to start? <laughs> okay. My dad came to stay with me for a month for Christmas. Um Basically got no time to myself for that entire time. Um, my entire gaming whilst he was here was playing one level of Hitman and playing one game of FIFA. Stopped playing FIFA because he told me I was shit at it. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm not doing this anymore. And then he kept asking me too many questions about Hitman, so I kind of gave up. But I guess, you know, this is how being a laps gamer is. If he was around yeah. all the time, I would have to put up with it all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did other things that was fun. I've got into uh, the suburb of uh, Toronto I live in. Mississauga doesn't have a pro f- football team, soccer team as they call it here. Um, and recently a, a major league arena soccer team moved into town. Um, so I bought a season ticket for that and I've been going to watch a lot of major league uh, arena soccer league games. It's pretty entertaining stuff in about... Five games, I've seen about 40 goals. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that is what I've nice. spent the Christmas Does that holidays. say more about the quality of, of the offence or defending? <sighs> the quality of the offence. It's a different sort of game, okay. right? The ball doesn't go out of bounds a lot. There's not as much... Uh, it's hard yeah the defending isn't great but there's also teams <laughs> teams play with teams will play with attackers in defense and go like all out gunning for it so right, right, the okay. first i think the second game i went to was like 10 nil jesus which is insane is it like a different is it different rules to association football slightly different there's no offsides um right okay they have oh, wow. rules oh, so it's like it's uh, australian to- rules football where apparently anything goes but there's like 20 referees kind of there's like four referees i think but um Jeez. it's indoor as well so it's only six <laughs> aside and it's played on hockey pitches which is a bit different right uh, okay. hockey rinks and like they're covered um it's the, the natural birthing ground of the canadian exactly yeah they're all born there a stalk drops <laughs> yeah. them off in the center circle and the parents <laughs> skate out and take them away uh, <laughs> after a brief fight <laughs> yeah, after a brief fight with gloves um, so yes yeah, so that's been cool um, I've been going to that with like a local supporters club and they're trying to get um, wealthy businessmen to consider investing and bringing a pro football team to this area so that's been cool hmm. so aside from okay. spending a lot of time with my dad I've been out there doing things other than video games uh, right, fair enough but since he left I have beaten two video games today <laughs> Oh my god! So I don't mess about. I've beaten since I was last on. I think I've beaten three games total. Uh, so just today, I hit. I beat Hitman Two. So when I say beat, I've done. It's taken me longer than I could have finished it in a couple of hours, really. But obviously, you do yeah. that thing where you go back and you're trying to do all the story missions and all the challenges. So I've kind of. I haven't completely, completely done everything. I'll get to a point where I kind of feel naturally done with playing a level. And then I'll move on to the next one. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I've seen the credits roll on that. It's still a great game. I 
um, for people who haven't played the last level, it's definitely a brilliant, like a culmination of everything you've learned over the last two seasons mm-hmm. of content. Um, it has some really clever, it has a target that you're not allowed to kill. Um, so you kind of have to negotiate getting him out of the mission area. It's got two like killers that you have to kill kind of, and you definitely can kill them in some of the coolest ways. Um, I've dressed us dressed up as a corpse at a funeral and managed to kill somebody, which was brilliant. Um, But yeah, that game is still really cool. Ends on a cliffhanger, so I hope IO get the chance to make more, because you never know, do you? There's there's DLC planned, isn't there? Oh, okay then. That's good. Yeah, there's um, some... When I've been looking at purchasing the game, because I I will get it at some point, there's like the base version, which has got everything that's out now. Or now you can buy the prologue, which is just like the first level, or you can buy everything that's out now, or you can buy the version that comes with the season pass because it's going to be like two, two more map packs oh, okay. at some point. Okay, well, hopefully it's sold well enough, and then I guess they've got that um, 4K collection that just came out of two of the older games. came out like this week. Don't know about uh, physical sales. Yeah, uh, physical sales, sales were supposed even. to be very... Very low, weren't they? But digital mm-hmm. sales haven't been reported yet, so yeah. So we yeah. don't. Know. So there's a hope that a lot of people bought it digitally, but it doesn't look too Who's great. Who's published um, this HD collection or 4K collection of oh, um, Absolution of Blood Money? Because I can't remember who published those Originally. in the first place. Because that was yeah, because it was before. Because that was prior to Squeenix, wasn't it? So weren't they part of? Least, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird. Um, with like who it's something we may come on to le- uh, later on in the episode yeah. about, <laughs> i'm like... thinking there's similar similarities <laughs> yeah, to be drawn very there. similar sort of sim- a triple a publisher going indie um yeah um oh idos that was it the yeah. older games were published by idos right idos got acquired by square yeah 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 and then okay. io have gone on their own separately that is i've seen uh, uh, it's like full 50 quid um price tag for the 4k collection remastered mm. stuff for, that's two games Which is right it's only the two games it's absolution it's... and uh hitman blood money yeah and blood mm. money was up until hitman 2016 like the highlight of the series uh absolution right. uh was very very up and down like absolution was more of a third person shooter than it was a sort of a stealth hitman game if that makes sense they, they kind of made it more splinter celly well, it was. Yeah. Uh, they took. There was like a. There were a few missions where you had like your classic Hitman thing, where you are. You have a target and you jump in and assassinate the target and get out however you want. But in a lot of them, like Agent Forty Seven was being hunted. Like the 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 mission in the motel with the, with the murder nuns, um, and like and and the bit in the uh, when you're when you're being chased by the police through the like old museum or whatever it was, uh, and that stuff. I don't feel played to Hitman's strengths, like. So I wasn't a big fan of of that game, but Blood Money has still has, I think, probably my favourite ever Hitman level, uh, in any of the games in the um, the opera level. I was say, is it oh, like a theatre yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, that was the first ever. That was the first level where I fully realised, like. You know, I played the Hitman games for years, but I was playing like a Hitman. You just go in and kill kill your targets and get out. That was the first time I realized, I was like, oh, you can make the whole thing look like a horrible accident. Yeah. Because um, there like, was all the scaffolding and stuff, rigging above the 
stage yeah, and all and, sorts. Yeah, and there's a bit where like one of the targets was being uh, was being mock executed in this play, and you could swap out the prop gun for a real gun so that the the execution like the, the 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 hit was done by a member of the cast on your behalf by accident and whatnot and yeah that stuff was great um but it's a bit of a steep asking price 50 quid for for that i mean that's 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 uh more than they're charging for hitman 2 i'm not being funny you could probably nip down to cex i mean obviously like these are up, up rated and you know up to 4k and stuff but yeah. if you just wanted to play them you could probably nip down to cx and get the whole thing for like eight but under a tenner yeah, yeah blood true. money is almost definitely on backwards compatibility uh, on back almost definitely backwards compatible probably absolution as well so yeah don't know but yeah uh hitman 2 um it's from by all accounts it's just more of hitman 2016 and that game was fantastic it was both yours and my game of the year that year yep uh and um I definitely want to play it at some point. Yeah, I haven't got the patience. I haven't got the patience for those games. I played the first one and, you know, got all the way. Uh, did the first sort of the was it the Helmet Kruger level, whatever that was, Paris, and then yeah. kind of yeah, thought oh, oh, I haven't got the energy for this. It, it it was weird. It was like I know it's a great game, mm. I just don't have the patience for it, and I, that's why I won't be picking up the second one. I started playing through to only sixteen uh, again on uh, Xbox. I played through it originally on uh, on PS4, but it got added to Game Pass a while ago, uh, and I just found myself falling into that route of like, didn't uh, I played the game for about six or seven hours before I even started on the Paris level because I yeah. just wanted to get yeah do everything all yeah. of the get challenges. the controls down. That was the thing with it. It was like yeah, no, no, it, not even that. It was is uh, I wanted to get all I wanted to do all of the escalations, oh, okay. all of the challenges, and everything on the training levels before I even moved on to the first uh, <laughs> Paris level, and then I jumped into Paris and it was like didn't even touch Sapienza until I got mastery for Paris up to level up, up to the maximum and I just play those games kind of methodically yeah like it's, I, I uh, yeah I, I don't like jump in a level play it and then move on to the next one no. I'll, I'll hang about you get your money's level. worth out of them don't you oh, oh for yeah. sure yeah yeah um just and they've, they've improved in that even there's more challenges per level like you literally encourages you to kill people every single way possible and then if you're like me you find yourself like hard saving like a madman because you're like oh if i went back to this point i could do these three different types of challenges from this one point so i've maxed out all the save slots just because i know i could do more rather than having to replay like all the setup and stuff each time yeah um but yeah great really cool game uh and then the other game i beat today was a quick and easy just to I guess see some credits roll because I'm a sicko like that. Um, <laughs> I played through Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3's arcade mode once, let the credits roll, and then I was oh, done. Oh, yeah, that's been added to Game Pass now as well. Game Pass, yeah. Um, it's okay. I, I don't, It's not a fighting... That type of fighting game isn't the sort of fighting game I'm a fan of. It's a bit too frantic. I struggle to like keep up with the pace of the fight and what's going on, even when I'm controlling it. Um... And I yeah. find it, I'm used to things like, I like Mortal Kombat, I like Soul Calibur, things where you, it's almost more tactile. You know when you're being hit and hurt. And in, there's a bit of weight. Yeah, there's so, weight yeah. to it. Yeah, but in Marvel vs. Capcom games, it's all like flashing, crashing, everything. And you're not too sure when you're being hit. There's no mm. general feel to it. So you, you end up dying and we're like, oh, I thought I hadn't been hit once. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, UMVC three uh, was the game that that uh, more than any other game in the last generation. That was the one that made me want to get into fighting games. Probably it made me buy a, go out and buy a fight stick, and I tried real hard to get good at it because yeah. like it looks fantastic. Yeah. Everything like every every aspect of the presentation of that game from like the the comic book cell style uh, character selection screen. Um, the roster of the characters you've got like classic Street Fighter characters and uh, classic characters from um, the uh, uh, you know the Marvel Universe and then like Mega Man and Amaterasu from um, Okami. Okami and, yeah, like, yeah. Just the, the, the roster in that game is absolutely incredible, and it's just such a ridiculous, over the top, flashy, bombastic fighting game. But yeah, uh, there's it didn't. I had the same problem. There wasn't the same sort of feedback, and it's, it's it seems... can be a bit button mashy at the points. Yeah, that's what that is kind of like. Yeah, but but you're that's supposed to thrown at it. Yeah, yeah. That's how I I ended up playing because I just like get lost in what was going on, and like uh, you're supposed to learn these elaborate multi stage combos that are like you're tagging in your teammates partway through the combo so you can continue the combo and and stuff and it's like it's to be honest it's the same sort of stuff that's in uh dragon ball fighters this is why i've not bothered to pick that up because i feel like it's just the same and well the thing is with, with dragon ball fighters it's got uh, there's two aspects where it's a lot better it's like the the feedback of like you know when your hits are connecting rather than whiffing and oh, okay. vice versa but also uh auto combos like oh you yeah, can, yeah. It, so that there is an entry point into it. Also, it has a very very comprehensive tutorial system, which is basically the entire campaign is the tutorial, uh, and so it it teaches you all of the different the the ins and outs of of that sort of um, uh, a fighting game because that's that, that's very particular. It's it's still got like uh, quarter circle and half circle inputs and whatnot, but it's not the same as a Capcom fighting game, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, UMVC three. Like, um, I- I'm tempted to download it on uh, Game Pass as well because it's just. I I I, I bought UMVC uh, Infinite. Um, that game is shit. Yeah, I, remember, <laughs> I didn't follow it too much, but I remember getting a lot of criticism from people, and I think that's kind of why Dragon Ball's kind of replaced it a little bit in the fighting scene because it's kind of overtaken yeah. it for that style. And yeah, absolutely. It's a shame, that. Really. And um, uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Yeah. Um, because yeah, 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 Infinite was just a bad fighting game, uh, with a with a tiny roster compared to to three. Uh, it looked bad. It didn't feel good to play. Um, I I, I tried to play through the campaign, and usually I'm you know fine getting through the campaigns, and so I gave up on it because it was just was not enjoying it at all. It was bad. Um, UMVC three. If you want to check out a crazy fighting game and you've got Game Pass, then download it because it's free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And the last thing I've been playing is uh, Quarantine Circular. Ah. It's a sequel, mm. semi sequel to Subsurface Circular, which me and uh, Mark did an LGR play on a while ago. Uh, it was the first LGR play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've, I've been trying a bit of the Subsurface, so I'd be interested to see what Quarantine's like. So, oh, yeah. Your thoughts on it. Um,. So I really like Subsurface Circular. It was my number 10 in my uh, top 10 for last year. Um, and this kind of builds on it by... Um, a similar sort of chapter structure, but it builds on it by... Um, you're trying... Instead of... Whereas before you were... Weave, it's almost like you're using the... Uh, 
the narrative-based system. So it was like puzzle-based, and you were trying to connect yeah, dots. It was like almost. text prompts, wasn't it? Yeah, you could only unlock certain prompts. Yeah, in certain ways. Yeah. So through the dialogue system, you're trying to weave your way out yeah. to get answers out of the robots you wanted. And in this, you kind of are doing the same, but also you're influencing other characters. Um, are kind of along the way and characters have like bars across the top by how much you're influencing them and that helps you meet goals later in the line later down the line right. and it's all centered around uh, is based is loosely based in the same world because they do mention the text from the robots from subservice circular but basically you're in uh, Dubrovnik and an alien has landed in Dubrovnik and been arrested by like a world peacekeeping force um, and you're trying to interrogate the alien to find out what the hell he's doing here. And it's against the backdrop of like a world, a plague that's basically wiping out the world. Um, what's interesting is you play different characters talking to the alien uh, in each chapter. But then there's also a chapter where you play the alien. So you can kind of, as the alien, kind of, inf- sort of influence, influence the, story. the story and influence the reactions of somebody. Then you're then going to later on play. Um, and then what's then another spin on top of that is subsurface circular made you make a choice at the ending. It kind of decided where the story went. Quarantine circular has choices going all the way through that feel meaningful. Um, different characters go out of the story as a result. Um, some characters potentially don't make it through the story as a result. So I'm not sure if that some of the actions I took influenced um, like that direction. And then you have to make one hell of a. It's kind of a. Uh, like everything comes to a point and you yeah. have like one big meeting at the end of the game where you kind of decide what steps to do, what to do with the alien. The alien does have an influence kind of on the play that's swept England and then there's also like a kind of a third party, I guess, that's sort of getting involved in the story towards the end. And then it comes all, you're making these series of choices and it presents the ending to you. So I think I got the best ending. Unless there was some super duper ending, but uh, it's definitely worth your time. It's exactly the same as how subsurface circular was. How um, kind of limited viewpoint you're on, like um, the deck of a ship, like a battleship kind of, and you just stood there with the alien talking to him. He's in like a quarantine circle. That's probably where the title comes from. Um, um, you can't really do a lot. If you're playing in handheld mode, you can kind of move the switch and presumably it'd do it the same if you were playing with the Joy-Cons and like the camera will sort of pan around. But again, there's not much to see. You're a battleship out at sea. There's a big old alien and then there's the characters that, depending on where you've let the story, there can be quite a group of characters around this circle. Um, but yeah, super interesting. It's like Mike Biffle continues to just... He's up there with like, for me, uh, Lucas Pope with Papers, Please and the Obra Dinn, just China's making games... Yeah making games that people don't really make. And I guess because of his profile, because of Thomas Was Alone, I'm sure there's other games out there. If you went on Itch.io, there's people doing similar, similar dialogue-driven games like this. But because so it's of, interesting to see it's the writing that's propelling all his yeah. games. Yeah. And then, you know, and then he adds such interesting game mechanics on top of that afterwards. I just, yeah. I just love that. I love that style. I love that because it's so different to a lot of other games. Yeah, like look at Thomas you Was know. Alone. There's so many. Yeah. Go online. You can find so many platforms made by people. They can be the best design platform ever. They can't do graphics, so it'll just be squares. But then yeah. he added like, the story in that game. It was incredible. But even with Volume, like Volume's got a great story. Yeah. See, I haven't played Volume. Yeah, you should play Volume. Oh, it's it's got a great. Yeah, it's got a great story. It's the, the mechanics are a little bit... 
not suspect, but it's just it feels a little bit weird. But um, well, it's it's basically like uh, the, the VR, VR missions, missions, isn't it, from, from Metal Gear? Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah that's what it's based yeah. on. But it's yeah. but it's just yes, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a mad little story, and like it's all the way through it. The narrative and the writing on those are just so so well put together and so well thought through. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love them. That's why I've, I've been enjoying playing Subsurface Circular. But the problem is, I'm playing it in like twenty minute bursts. And that's not the way you really need to play that. No. You kind of really need to sit down and just do it in one hit. And I'm just, I know it's only like two hours long, but I'm just not getting that yeah. time at the moment. And as much as you could play it chapter by chapter, I feel like there's nuances to that dialogue system. Mm. And Quarantine has that as well. That if you play it in those chunks, you kind of forget about it. And you think, oh, you need I'm just... to be holding those elements yeah. in the back of, your, back of your mind and yeah. making decisions informed on those, don't you? So yeah, yeah, it's I need not... to kind of. It's not like a Walking Dead where once you've picked a dialogue choice, it's gone. You've got to remember yeah. like a few steps ahead mm-hmm. as to what you can do. So yeah, it kind of makes sense of that with at least with subsurface as well because like the entire game takes place in one journey, one subway journey. It's not like it's the story's taking place over a number of days. So there's a natural break in the story. Mm-hmm. No. It, it feels like it's supposed to be played in one sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to just plant good somehow find the couple of hours to just plow into it and get it done yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying that yeah um, that's it on my list yeah nice Fair nothing enough. else really so some of those were before Christmas and then I've uh, been busy in the last 24 hours since my dad left <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jazzy so um, apart from destroying your car over christmas yes oh yes yeah. well my car blew up on christmas eve that was that was good Jesus. fun so that was good yeah the engine just died as we were going down the motorway and we we sort of semi oh, semi pulled over so yeah yeah so somewhere it's nice and easy for you to pull over yeah that's it so we sort of semi away. semi pulled over but cause <laughs> luckily obviously it's christmas eve so there's not too many people around but um yeah yeah Phone the phone the police, and um the next nearest patrol to us just happened to be a firearms team so that was nice. <laughs> lots of but lots of burly men turning up with guns to oh, help yeah. push you off the road. So yeah, that wasn't scary. Got, it's basically me, my wife, and my my two year old son on the side of the motorway, while a bunch of men with guns push our car out of the way and get it towed and block the road off and all kinds of stuff. And then wow. one of them turned to us and went, "Do you know what? I'd rather be in a firefight than do this." And I was like. <laughs> Really? Surely not. And he went, no, no, I can I can control a firefight. I, I can sort of, you can control what's going to happen. But with this, because people are rubbernecking and not like paying much attention, they can just come careening into you, and, you know, crash into your car and kill you. Yeah, he's got and, a point, um, man. And I was just like, yeah, great. I've got my two-year-old son here anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, can we get going? So, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah it, was, it was an interesting experience. But yeah, sort of 1,200 quid later and... and whole sections of my engine being put back together um yeah uh we're back on the road and all sorted but unfortunately it meant we were housebound for all of christmas which you would think is a brilliant thing you would think oh brilliant you can't go anywhere you've got all your games consoles you can sit down and uh you know play all the games you want but no my wife decided that she was going to everyone had to come to us for christmas because we couldn't go to them so i was (laughs) i was entertaining and uh, yeah, so that was it. We had, we had the whole family around at different various times. So I just got absolutely no time to play games whatsoever. So like the last week or so after New Year's, I've just been steadily trying to work my way through as many little bits and bobs as I can. 
So um, I kindly got ball uh, Tetris Effect for the PS4 oh, over Christmas. So I've been trying to play that, and uh, it's very flashy. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's be- it's a beautiful game, that, and I'm and I'm really enjoying the whole soundscape and 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 look of it and stuff. But what I'm finding with that is that. It is like, and you read all the reviews and you hear everyone talking about it and they go, it is just Tetris. And then, and they're not wrong. Like, I didn't know what I was, I was expecting some kind of, you know, transcendental experience or something like that. And it it just kind of isn't. It's just kind of a nice visualizer with Tetris going on in the background. (laughs) And um, not to say I'm not enjoying it because Tetris is amazing. Mm. But it's weird because as you're. It, it assumes that you just have played Tetris like every day of your life for the last twenty five years, <laughs> and um, and that you're good at it. So that, that there's, it just throws you in at the deep end, and I'm finding that I found that quite difficult because you know we've all dabbled with Tetris, we've all played Tetris, but we're not sitting there stacking bricks to the left or the right, and or Tetris to the left and the right, and you know, kind of. You know, get, getting all these strats down and hold, like, holding pieces and, uh, you know, like... Speak there's, there's... for yourself, mate. Yeah. I've, I've spent far too long trying and failing to take on um, the cream of the crop uh, <laughs> Japanese players in Puyo Puyo Tetris oh, on Switch yeah. and getting absolutely smashed. That's what I mean. I keep coming back for more. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the thing <laughs> is, is that at the end of the day, like, you've got to be that guy to be good at this. Yeah. So I've uh, at some point like it, it was throwing pieces at me faster than I could I could react, and that was on like well, within infinite about spin. three levels. You, yeah, you infinite spin, infinite all spin. that. Yeah, I've been doing all that, and and it's just they're coming down so quick. I just I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, and it's it 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 takes no prisoners. It absolutely mm-hmm. takes no prisoners. So I had to bust it down to easy and kind of feel my way into the game and sort of you know get used to it i think but um yeah it, it did break probably, me at some point that's probably like a completely legitimate way to play that game though because it's kind of uh, you know like a weird transcendental experience yeah sort of thing like just like sit there and zone out and just you know let the 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 um the audio visual experience wash over you as you play Tetris. yeah that's it uh, yeah. i've i've I, I been it's, it's been my game that i've been putting on to just chill out yeah. and kind of you know, just, you know just completely just disappear into my couch and you know just turn turn my brain off for five minutes but yeah I, there's me like sitting there thinking oh, i'm doing really well and then it comes up with like You've completed that level in a D grade, and I think <laughs> D D. <laughs> yeah, surely that's an A or an S, but no, it's, it's a D. I'm not very good at it at all, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. It's one of those games. Where I'm gonna like it's the whole kind of hit YouTube, see how people are doing it, and um, kind of try and build up some build up some strats. Yeah, find get, out what the, get the better. Hot new Tetris strats are. That's it, man. So um, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I've been playing um, Yakuza Zero. Oh man, what a game! Yeah, man. So I picked it up in um, in the humble bundle. Uh, I've been playing it on my PC, but I've rigged it up to my new because I bought a 4K TV at Christmas, hmm. and I've rigged it up to that. So I've been playing it in 4K, and um, it looks gorgeous. Oh, That's... so you can see all of the the like 
the pock marks, pock marks and, the, and stuff in their faces and, this, and oh my god like it's something about the way they render skin in yeah. that game it's like mm. really great especially the um the three uh leaders of the, like the, the three dodger oh the, the, the first guy Su- suke suke um he he's terrifying looking he's beautiful but like in a, in a kind of like a part of him i'm going oh my god this you look incredible but also you look terrifying as well yeah, and I yeah, just yeah, I love that. I love the three, but like the three Yakuza bosses that you meet so far, they've been amazing. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I'll say about this game is like I've played this straight off the back of I've essentially taken Red Dead and gone right. I, I you're done, you're done. You're put in a loft. You're gone. Um, just done with you and your story. Like I'm not interested. Um, and then gone straight into Yakuza, and and it's so weird coming from a game where I just don't care about anyone. Or anything they have to say, and then getting Yakuza and thinking, well, it's another open world game. It's all going to be a bit, you know, schlocky and blah. And I care so much about the main character already in just like the precious few hours I've played with it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just so interesting to see how the the writing and the way they make you care about an antihero and how how to do it. In, in a video game you know because red dead was not making me care about those characters and i i got to the stages where you're supposed to care and i just didn't yeah. whereas with yakuza the the things they do the places the, the the situations they put you in the kind of and they're very sort of tropey and sort of gangster gangster tropes that kind of are easy to latch onto but i just fell for it hook line and sinker and i absolutely love it um, nice. Yeah, just I think it's just it's just a brilliant bit of storytelling already. But uh, yeah, Kiryu is a he's a complicated character. Mm. Um, he loves to he, he, yeah he's he's quite uh, simple and quite straightforward on the face of it, but he's also like the uh, he you know he's a yakuza he's he's a or he's, he's a very criminal. human. That's but the thing is that but he's he, got he, morals and like he's quite an upstanding citizen and he's as as wacky as a lot of it gets he's like he genuinely cares about getting involved in and helping out the the he honest wants to make people. a difference yeah to to like the, the honest people in um uh god what's it called the place where it's set it's like a an, it's like a um Camo- Kamicho, uh, Kamurocho, that's Kamurocho, a Yeah, yeah. It's 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 supposed to be like a version of Tokyo's real Tokyo. life sort yeah. of red life district, red red light district area. Um, yeah, he cares about Kamurocho and the people of Kamurocho, and then uh, like I, I don't know, you got, have you got far enough into it to meet Majima? No, I haven't. That's literally okay. the the next section up. So I'm I'm up to where am I up to? I've just had the fight with the first Yakuza boss, um, and. Oh, that fight! Yeah. Oh man, it's decent. Mm. It's just the, one thing I will say about Tough. this game: it is the most macho game in the world. It's like Macho Man Randy Savage would look at this game and go, "Bit too macho for me." This game. It's, yeah, it's um, they're just they're just throwing it around left, right, and centre. It's it's hilarious. There's a brilliant video if if ever uh, if you go on it's it's it's, it's, it's Kazuma Kiryu isn't it? I can't remember yeah. his first name. Uh, yeah, go on YouTube and search for like uh, top uh, top five times Kazuma Kiryu was the hardest bastard, and it's um, <laughs> the guys from uh, Bit Socket. Yeah, uh, and they just put together like a compilation. And it's like 
Um, that time that Kazuma Kiryu went, went uh, tuna fishing with a pitchfork and that time Kazuma Kiryu fought two tigers with his bare hands and that time oh, Kazuma Kiryu beat the shit out of someone with a bicycle. <laughs> stuff. It's like, yeah, it's uh, like, it's kind of, it is easy to like uh, think like, oh, that game's just about like running around this kind of weird open world and getting in fights because a lot of it is based around that combat. But like, yeah, it's got a sort this... of a weird RPG brawler thing going on. So like yeah. where, where you expect uh, like in a, uh, like it's a uh, turn-based RPG, you'd be running around the map and all of a sudden you'd get into a random bat- battle. That yeah. happens, but then you suddenly get into a third-person brawler, and yeah, uh, that, and that's how you make your money and stuff. And yeah, I, like I say, pop- thousands of yen just fall out of the people that you're beating. That's up. it, yeah. and it's just it's it's like wacky, but also like really quite heartfelt and gritty in the storytelling. And then they completely undercut that by throwing in a mission where some crazy guy is trying to teach you how to fight and. He's completely wacky and just a complete oh, like comedy yeah. character. And I forgot about him. It's it's all over the place, and I love it. I oh, the, this, love it's it. all the like the side missions as well. I say uh, uh, side missions. Some of them are like multi-part, like ongoing quest lines. Mm. And it's like uh, apparently during the eighties in Japan, um, there was a big scene um where like you know japanese guys were dressing up like 50s greasers yeah i've just done that mission and like yeah and i was like you find like a there's like a punk band that dress like greasers but they don't act like a punk band you're teaching them how to have attitudes so that they don't like one guy likes to just look after his little chihuahua and yeah and you're like teaching them how to have the right attitude to be that band and there's like a whole other quest line like side activity series uh, revolving around like slot car racing and like so yeah, I saw many like parts for that in the shops and stuff and I thought oh right brilliant there's got to be some kind of scale electrics thing going on oh there man you point. can get deep into slot car racing it's crazy <laughs> excellent but yeah it's, I just love the fact that it's all over the place I'm, I'm really enjoying the story as kind of I don't know hackneyed as it is it is quite um, you know it's a story you could tell uh, you've already seen a thousand times but for some for some reason like it, it does throw enough curveballs in that you you kind of it kind of keeps you hooked and stuff. Yeah. And um. Oh yeah. Just like I say, the the the, the fighting mechanics are great. I mean, it it look at part times the menus and stuff look like a PS2 game, and it all looks a little bit janky. But that's part of the charm of it as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, just just everything about this is just suckered me in and like that like. It's it's a rare game that makes me even with the limited time I have, I'm trying to find time to play it as opposed to going oh well I'll I'll come back to this at some point. I'm actually trying to oh no, no I've got to go back and see what the next the next thing that happens to him and the next thing he does or like especially with that whole section where you fight through uh, a mob you know a yakuza HQ and then fight the boss at the end that whole journey I just thought that was in, like it's just an incredible set piece mm. and um i'm hoping that there's they just get better and better and better as the game goes on so yeah i'm really looking forward i just i just want to play more of it like i i, I want to play it now rather than talk to you guys that's nothing personal <laughs> <laughs> but well if you want to uh, if you want to see it like through then you better settle in because you've got yeah man another six games to play after this one. Oh god well, yeah, the things I, first thing i did is like i got in i started getting into it and thinking right okay let's go on how long to beat and let's just 
let's just see how long mm. this is. This is hopefully it's just like ten hours, not like ten fifteen hours. Maybe you, you know you'll be able to get through it, and then mm. you know minimum thirty hours. And I thought, oh god, I don't know if I can do this, but let's. I, I want to see how far I can go. I really do. I'd say stick it up. Like it's 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 one that you can play in chunks easily. It's not like yeah. It's not like a because like uh, Camarocho is not a particularly massive open world area. Like there there is another area that you'll go to um, with the the Majima stuff. Yeah. But again, it's like you know it's it's the the open world is very manageable in terms of navigation. And That's it. Frequency again, points. So coming from Red Dead, where it's just this vast Slow. open wasteland of nothing, to this really <laughs> tight, condensed so if everything's packed into like a square mile mm-hmm. it's just so much more manageable for me and yeah. that's that's been a real boon as well mm. yeah but yeah no loving it absolutely loving it but that that is literally the only two games i've played I played a tiny 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 little bit of starlink as well but um or as my son calls it i want to play the space game <laughs> <laughs> so um every now and then i just have to take the spaceship up and down and fly it around and make it spin and that's it that's everything I've been playing. I, on the other hand, uh, have not had too much getting in the way of playing video games other than my inability to be able to settle on anything for more than like 10 minutes. So I have dabbled a lot in a lot of games and only really played a couple for any length of time. So I'll try and remember all the ones that I dabbled in. Um, first of all, I had one of my little, I really want to get back into and try and get deep into x video game genre moods i was like um do you know what it's been a while since i played a really good tower defense game so let me see what i've got on game pass and on various libraries and whatnot and ended up playing a chunk of like two different versions of defense grid um orcs must die um orcs must die uh, pixel junk monsters um and i can't remember what the other one was i just couldn't just couldn't settle on any of them um defense grid was probably the closest one that i got to because it's kind of mindless you don't have to do anything apart mm. from just place your turrets and just watch <laughs> watch what happens you know um then i've tried to um get back into the moba scene in a, in in sort of a way um so I've been playing a bit more uh, Heroes of the Storm. Uh, Heroes of the Storm is just a game that I sort of like dip in and out of from time to time. It's always installed on my laptop and it's just you know something I'll play whenever the mood strikes me. Um, I think that game's really good and it's kind of a shame that Blizzard have decided to essentially put it into maintenance mode. Yeah, they've uh, just killed so, it essentially, haven't they? Uh, they've said they've, they're not supporting the pro scene anymore, which with that sort of game is sort of the beginning of the end which is a massive shame right because it's it's uh of those like pc point and click um uh rts input style um mobas like that was the one that was the easiest to get into yeah it's uh, very approachable yeah it's very approachable uh, i did i did a whole video series called uh dota school where a friend of mine tried in vain uh to teach me how to play dota 2 <laughs> and it just was not it was not going in i did progress i did i did progress through the, the series but the, that is another level of thought and planning that i just my my brain just can't handle but the, the barrier of like entry 
for Dota 2 is is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's legendarily hard even compared to other MOBAs. Yeah, that's it. So with Heroes of the Storm, because what I did is I played Dota 2 and then I went back to Heroes of the Storm to try it and I was like, oh, this is really easy. I really get this. Okay. <laughs> and I was really enjoying Heroes of the Storm. But then, yeah. like, as, as with everything, you sort of just drop off of it naturally. And then kind of that news turned up and it's like, oh, that's that's a real shame because that I imagine that's a real great gateway drug for people to get into that whole genre. And it's just going away. Yeah. As a side note to that, apparently um, people have been receiving, uh, members of the Hearthstone community have been receiving questionnaires from uh, Blizzard that basically amount to, if like the Hearthstone pro scenes went away, would you mind? Yeah, there's um, a hope that... Which is, I don't get that. I was like, listening to a thing the other day, uh, I think it was Rebel FM, and, and they were basically saying that um, a lot of, a lot of the teams have like sort of been moving around, like Hearthstone people have been moving around or leaving, and yeah, they're kind of talking about shuttering that because it's just not getting the kind of... It, it's getting traction, but it's not It's not bringing in revenue. If it's that not sense. Overwatch League, basically. Yeah, basically. So it's... Um, there's a lot of moving and shaking, especially obviously with the whole Bungie news as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on at Activision. I think they're sort of positioning themselves for a, to go into a into a different area of of games. I think, and Blizzard might Possibly. might kind of end up bearing the brunt of a lot of Activision's kind of uh, business decisions. I think. Mm. Yeah, it was like, have you seen the um, Penny Arcade um, uh, cartoon strip they've done? Where it's essentially a man being dragged out of a fire and going, "What's your name?" And he goes, "My name's Bungie," and then you just say, "No, you can't. You can't go back into the fire." And he goes, "I must." Bungie, uh, Blizzard's still in there. You don't know. You don't realise. And yeah, it's kind of yeah. So yeah, they they, they could go down in a, in a in a blaze of glory. I think. Well, the, the weird thing with that is that um, Activision and Blizzard are both subsidiaries of Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, they're both like as the overarching company, they're both kind of equal partners. But yeah. but are some partners so, more equal than others? But Activision Blizzard is not Blizzard. Uh, the same. Well, as it's, it's not, not Activision. Activision. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's it, the whole uh, the, the whole setup there is kind of a bit odd. Um, yeah, it's kind of a shame. Um, as long as they don't fuck with Overwatch League, then I won't mind too much. But I really like um, Heroes of the Storm, so if it was to go away, I'd be quite upset about that. Um, mm. I know Stu would be very upset if Hearthstone went away. One other MOBA I did try to uh, try. Have you, have you ever heard of a game called Arena of Valor? No. Oh, yeah, I've got it installed on my Switch. I've never played it, though, but it's there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arena of Valor is the biggest game, uh, video game in the world. Like, oh, okay. it has a, a player base uh, between one and a half to two times that of, of Fortnite. And most people in the West probably haven't, like, you just haven't heard of it. Like, no. but it's it's huge in China. So it's a free to play. It was it was a, it's a mobile phone, um, MOBA. Okay. Uh, and it's absolutely massive in in China. It's called something else there. Is um, it a MOBA like? Um... Heroes of the Storm is a MOBA, or is yes. it a MOBA like Smite is a MOBA? No, no, it's like Heroes of the Storm. Okay. Um, 
but like uh, instead of like tapping, you uh, no, oh, sorry, uh, there's another one I can't remember the name of it. That's like a bit more like uh, your regular one, where you're like you're you're tapping on the screen to direct your character to move in that direction. This one you have like an on-screen um, like uh, joystick. joystick, and then like your uh, power buttons on the left, and then like some of them have like uh, some of them are skill shots where you aim. Some of them are just like it will home or there's area effects or whatever. Um, I played a, a chunk of it on the phone, but they ported it to the Switch, and it's really, really good. Uh, apart from the fact that for some reason you can't link your phone account with the Switch account, so you can't transfer over characters you've unlocked on the phone version to the Switch version. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's free, um, but it's not aggressively shit in terms of you know. <laughs> spend money um like they give you a decent number of characters for free and there's like the you know the weekly the traditional weekly rotation where there's characters available for free and whatnot yeah. um it's very accessible it's the matches last tops 20 minutes um which is at least half you know half the length of like a um a league or dota match or even a heroes match so um yeah arena of valor uh, on the switch if or, or on your phone check it out it's kind of cool i quite like it um i'm sure i will get a lot of abuse from uh moba purists but fuck <laughs> you guys zoe um my better half the other night was flicking around on game pass looking for something to play and decided to start playing uh the flame in the flood Right. Uh, which is a very neat looking little um sort of isometric uh survival game where like yeah you you play this girl i can't remember her name uh, and a dog uh, with a dog companion called aesop in a post-apocalyptic future where there's been a giant flood and most of america is raging rivers and there's like these little pockets of land uh, and you travel around on this little raft stopping off at these islands to like collect materials that you need or to grab some sleep or try and find food or whatever um it's kind of interesting in terms of like a survival game because it's like you're um instead of being like you know setting up a base and you know building a house and building yourself up you're always on the move and once you leave a location you can't return to it because you're at the mercy of this river which is always pushing you forward it's very neat i really like the aesthetic i really like the music um i haven't actually played it myself but i sat and watched zoe play it for a good few hours and she she absolutely loved it like she after she'd finished playing that she went and bought it on the uh on the switch so that she could uh, uh play it on the on the go um but off the back of that i was like oh you know maybe maybe a survival game would be the sort of thing that i need to sink my teeth into and um i downloaded arc survival evolved off game pass oh, yeah. i picked that up on pc a while back and oh man that's an experience so I've seen enough footage of Ark to know that it seems like it would be a pretty cool game to play, uh, and I, you know, downloaded the forty odd gigs for the base version of the game from Game Pass and was looking forward to settling down and playing it. Um, within ten minutes, I had to just uninstall it. Um, that bad? It, even on an Xbox One X, uh, the uh, fiddling around with all the settings. Uh, putting it on the lowest graphical setting, turning on and turning off V-Sync and doing all these things, I could not get a frame rate that was that was even remotely stable to the point like it was making me feel ill playing it. It was so oh, no. juddery and, and horrible. And I jumped in 
when I jumped into the level, it was like almost night. So it wasn't like it was having to render loads of the world because you couldn't see much of it, but it was so st- st- like stuttery. I felt physically sick playing it. So I was just like, no, done. Yeah. Uninstalled that shit. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, there's a bunch of other games as well that I've, I've dipped in and out of over the, the past like few weeks since we did a proper episode like this, and I most of them I can't remember. Um, but the one that I have actually sunk a decent amount of time into, like nearly 40 hours now actually, is um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm an unapologetic supporter of the Assassin's Creed series. There's only two of them that I haven't played. Uh, for any length of time uh, rogue i haven't played at all i just missed that one and i played about an hour of unity and just did not like it but every i played every other assassin's creed game even the ones that i thought were bad like yep. assassin's creed 3 i played Same. through to the end yeah. um there's more bad than there are good arguably oh yes yeah, absolutely yeah. I mean, if you think it's like one one is terrible. Yeah. Two is amazing. Well, one one was a really interesting okay. proof of concept. Um, yeah, but wasn't it was a good boring. Game. Two yeah. was great. Um, yeah, two was great. Brotherhood was reasonable. Yeah, it was just a, more of an expansion pack. Yeah. Um, three, I didn't mind so much, but oh, it, just but Connor. I can see where everyone has. It, it is quite. He's just like the most straight laced of straight laced people. Oh, he's he's so so like dour to the point of being yeah. like painfully boring it's like gordon brown the video game wasn't it it's mm-hmm. kind of yeah so yeah it was um that was quite quite dull what was after what was after three three was uh, black flag black flag the which is amazing the the best in the series because it was the least like an assassin's creed game any of those games had ever been like oh, just they, shanties, they pushed man. all of the assassin's creed nonsense to the side like you could play that game for hours without even touching land and having to go through those awkward like I want to run down this street not run up this pole like they just took all mechanics. the restrictions away didn't they yeah, it was amazing. Um, it was like, and yeah, the whole kind of, um, you know, you you had a tall ship. You were, you know, you you, just the sea shanties and stuff, and collecting those and having you, yeah. you know, you got really tied into your crew as well. And yeah, that was just like there was nothing about that. And then, and the, the fact that you weren't a descendant of anyone, you were just a chancer who had decided he was an, a Templar or an assassin. Yeah, he just that gets he, he he nicks the he kills a assassin um uh someone who was like defecting from the assassins to the templars and he kills them and then just nicks their clothes and just decides to just go along with it for shits yeah. and giggles um yeah that, that game was great uh unity was bad syndicate was still finished uh, you know, it. It, was, it was okay i want to play syndicate just because it's london and i've yeah. got it you know, it's it's kind of cool. It's yeah, Victorian it's London setting. Like, there's some fun stuff in there. Um, the Jack the Ripper DLC was quite good as well. Um, and then they took the year off and they came back with Origins. And I thought Origins was fantastic. Um, completely changed the way the game kind of operates. It's, it was more like a Witcher-style open-world RPG with like uh, leveling up and loot and you know skill trees and everything and um, odyssey is more of that um it seems like they're now on this path of like they're going to bring out two assassin's creeds that are kind of similar the second one will be more of the first one and then they'll take a year off and then come back and do the same thing again it seems to be the pattern because there's not going to be one this year um so odyssey is basically the same but with more stuff 
Uh, so now you've got like naval combat. You have like a trireme that you are in charge of, and you, and like that's how you navigate your way around the Greek islands. Is um, is traveling on your ship and getting involved in naval combat. Uh, it's like a choice of two characters that you can play as. One of them's great. One of them shit. Don't play as Alexios. Play as Cassandra. Um, it's a set in a, a again set in a, a, a. This is something I want to talk about on a separate episode sometime when we talk about like history and video games. But like it's set in a period of history that's very interesting. The same as Origins was. The same as a lot of these Assassin's Creed games have. They've they've always had a knack of setting them during an interesting period of time. Be that the French Revolution or the American War of Independence or. Uh, as this one is set, the Peloponnesian War between the Athenians and the Spartans. Um, the only complaint I think I'd have with it so far uh, is it's the same one I had with um, Dragon Age Inquisition. It's a weird complaint, but there's too much game. Like, yeah, um, and it doesn't respect your time. I've heard a lot of people say. Well, it's not even that, I suppose, because a lot of it is like stuff that you could ignore, uh, but my brain doesn't work that way, so I have to do all the side <laughs> missions, all of it, and right. there's just so many of them, like but side that's the thing with and side activities Assassin's and stuff. That, that, like, especially like Black Flag was the same way to a, to a degree, but the thing is you're having so much fun mm. doing all that stuff that it, you don't mind just sinking months of your life into it, but... With this, it sounds. It feels like, or from what I've been sort of reading and hearing about it, is that it's it's a great location and a great area of history to to dump it in. But there's just mm. so much to do that you kind of get a little bit burnt out with it after a while. Um, possibly. I mean, like I said, I played like forty hours, and I haven't gotten fed up with it yet because like the the core gameplay loop is really fun. Like you can. Um, the way that you can spec out your character to be either like built for um because this is this has got more like rpg mechanics in it this is one of the first ones yeah. where you can actually yeah the same of, as origins was origins like, it has yeah, a like skill both of them yeah uh, but this one has more like you can spec to be in a to go in a particular direction so you can spec to be like a master archer or really good at stealth or just like a like complete wrecking machine in um in like just you know straight up combat uh and some of the abilities you can unlock are absolutely ridiculous the spartan kick is very very overpowered <laughs> uh but in a hilarious way so you're just like like when you do the naval combat stuff when you uh, reach a point where you can board another ship and attack them you just run around kicking everyone off the boat <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of hilarious um yeah I- i'm really really enjoying it uh they've Cassandra is probably the best character that series has had since Ezio and I'd say a more rounded character than than Ezio I mean uh, Bayek was very good uh, but he was kind of like just driven just driven by nothing but revenge Um, Mm. Cassandra's a little bit more well, she's a mercenary, so she's she's a little bit more like um, Matey Boy from Assassin's Creed 4 where uh, but there is like you know some tragedy in her backstory and she's driven by something but most of it's just like you know she's just yeah. quite a bit more light-hearted and you know a bit more enjoyable to play as um yeah i'm I'm really enjoying it um it's just there's just so much of it um and i don't know when i'll ever get around <laughs> to actually finishing it all because you know we're, we're getting into that period of the year when um 
uh, all the games are coming out, and you know, there's some stuff coming up in um, in the next few months that I'm very interested in, and I don't know if I'll get this finished before those games come out. But yeah, oh, you've got uh, you've got to get to the ending because I've I was listening to the Giant Bomb end of year. Oh yeah, and they spoil the ending of of the game. One of one, one of, of like one three of, different yeah. endings that are in there because like there's there's like the main storyline, then there's the Cult of Cosmos stuff, and then there's a whole other thing as well. In each of those like story yeah. branches, has their own endings, and yeah. Oh, just just hearing that one ending, I was just like, oh my god, they yeah. they are full Assassin's Creed in this. It's yeah, ridiculous. yeah, uh, and like that's one thing I'm not looking forward to no. is I don't give a I really don't give a shit about the overarching assassins versus Templars nonsense and all the stuff in the modern world. Like <laughs> it was kind of interesting at first, but I I'm just yeah. fed up with it. See, I loved it until they completely botched Desmond's arc no, at the end three. of three, and then even. Even Black Flag was sort of interesting because it was alluding to that, and then like the um, Danny Wallace's character was still in yeah. there, like trying to get in to what I guess He's, is Ubisoft. Yeah, he was, cover, isn't he? yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah, since then they've kind of I I haven't finished Origins, so I don't know if that stuff goes anywhere or whatever. But yeah, it was really good. Think how good the end of one was when Desmond. Um, the power started bleeding into the future, and he could see all those symbols on the wall. Mm. that cliffhanger and then two and then it all went wrong they yeah, bodged it completely it's almost like they even not need to not bother or perhaps even like reboot it somehow if they want the future thing to matter well it's it's reached the point where like there's like a certain points along the story you will be dragged out because the character will, will tell you oh no you need yeah. to come out of the animus because if you stay in too long you'll get the bleeding effect and it's like i don't care about this let me let me go back and do more of my like <laughs> historical i want to go back and do more historical murder tourism stop like taking me out of this to do your <laughs> bullshit modern day nonsense conspiracy theories yeah like uh as like a piece as a slice of like a, a, a representation of a slice of the ancient world to run around in and meet. Oh, here's Socrates, and you know, and here's yeah. Herodotus, and mm-hmm. and whatnot. And like, I, I, it's great. I love it. Okay, uh, so enough about what we've been playing. Um, we don't often talk about new stories, but something's come up in the last week that I think we should probably talk about because it's. Um, unusual, shall we say? Well, not not mm. completely unusual, but unusual on this sort of scale. So, um, as we alluded to earlier, when we were talking about like um, IO, when they kind of wrenched themselves away from Square Enix and decided to go independent, and Square Enix were like, "Fine, go and yeah, sure, you can take your IP with you," which is crazy. Um, in the past week, Bungie have. Um, extricated themselves from activision <laughs> yeah yeah big, which big, is big news yeah um and why is it big news why right, would it so, for to someone who's a lapsed gamer why why is this such a big deal well to uh, to a lapsed well i don't know it, it, it well, just really to someone matters. who's coming to it who's that yeah. doesn't you know follow it as, as much as maybe we do I, I don't know it's it kind of only really matters to people who care about destiny but it but uh, but it also kind of it's just an interesting 
occurrence. So um, the, we'd known for a long time that the relationship between Bungie and Activision was quite strained. Um, Activision were expecting certain things from Bungie uh, and were expecting Destiny to go in a particular direction that Bungie didn't want to take it in. Um, there's possibilities that the um, the way that they decided to structure DLC, like these periodic small expansions um was something that activision were pushing them to do and it was a you know like a, a kind of outdated model that they wanted them to pursue and maybe bungie didn't we don't know for sure we probably won't ever know for sure um but all we do know is that when forsaken came out uh, which is the latest big expansion to destiny 2 uh, activision announced that they were disappointed with the sales and then people from bungie were coming out and saying we're not disappointed with the sales um and it was all a bit weird uh and then like all of a sudden like last thursday um adam you messaged us on twitter to say like have you seen this and it was like um uh uh, jason Jason Schreier from from Kotaku who's like a, a proper news hound uh, in the proper video games journal- world. An actual journalist as yeah, opposed an actual to video a, games a guy like who a, plays games who yeah. writes a bit of news. Yeah, like he's a proper journalist um, and doesn't get these sort of things wrong. Was like, you know, something's going on at Bungie. They're going to be, they're going in for a team meeting soon. And then not long after that, the news broke that like, oh, they've had a team meeting. Bungie are, no, are, are leaving Activision. They're keeping the kids Everyone at Bungie is super happy and is cheering, and they're opening bottles of champagne. But they're not it's just like, keeping the mental. kids; they're like taking the. They've got the dog, the cat, everything. You know, most the house, the kids, everything. So yeah, so uh, Bungie signed a publishing deal with uh, Activision to bring out X number of games over a period of ten years. Um, and... they were already not going to meet that though, weren't they? Based on the first Destiny being delayed, they would have struggled yes. to meet it. I should say. Yeah. Uh, well, then it was the, the, I think it was like the plan was like they were going to be. So the original life cycle of Destiny 1 was supposed to be two years rather than the three years it was. So uh, Destiny 2 is still an Activision published product and the rest of the planned expansion DLC stuff for Forsaken will continue to be an Activision thing. It will still be available for, you know, if you're playing it on PC, it will still be available through the Battle.net client. Um, but it's like, what happens when they come to make Destiny 3? Or do they make a Destiny 3? Do they just be like, we're just going to continue to make, you know, content updates and, you know, uh, build on Destiny 2 like you would do with a traditional MMO? Like, it's kind of... It's throwing up a lot of interesting All questions. Bets like, are off now, aren't they? Yeah. What? Ha- what is the future of Destiny now? Like, oh, like obviously, Bungie are very happy to be uh, out from under the yoke of Activision, uh, but uh, it's like do there's, they there's have... a whole thing about like funding. Like, I was listening oh, to yeah. a podcast the other day, and they were basically saying, like, obviously, Bungie aren't getting the majority of the money from this. They're not, you know, they're getting their IP, but like, where are they getting their funding? And then this whole thing about um. A Chinese mobile developer called NetEase has given them mm-hmm. hundred million. But then that's towards a new game, not Destiny. Apparently. Right. So, so there could be a situation where they keep themselves afloat by keeping Destiny running as a service, 
that keeps them ticking over, but then they use the 100 million to then start a new game uh, and, then, and then push on from there. But something that's based on something like Destiny, you know, so um, there's there's a lot of kind of rumours and stuff going around about how they're, how they're A, making their money, who's investing in them and kind of where they're going and... and yeah. um, and that kind of stuff. It's it's all very interesting, and it's and also not the first time that they've extricated themselves from a big, you know, uh, media giant. Because they obviously um, they were part of Microsoft, and mm-hmm. they've done the same thing there. So they've obviously got some kind of clauses or something going on in their contracts that, at a certain point, they get to just if they get X amount of funding, they can just pull the you know wow, pull yeah. the ripcord. You know, this if they don't meet certain like- targets, just both gone this is like i can't think and i'm sure there are probably examples of it i just can't think of any um of like a big studio with a big triple a game being like we're gonna walk away from a publisher and do it on our own my my feeling is is that they know that they've got anthem coming down the line um from ea that you know you've got um the division coming down the line as well so they've got two big competitors in that space and with destiny dropping off so dramatically and losing players they're they're just thinking right we've got to invest another massive chunk of money to try and keep up with these guys why don't we go in a different direction and try and make our money by making lots of new ips that we own that we don't have to share revenue the thing, I, well, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the what the thought is amongst the wider gaming community, but like, the the Division One didn't really do anything to dent Destiny sales, so I don't think they're that worried about the Division Two. Um, Anthem looks really interesting, but it's Bioware, and Bioware's name is kind of tainted now. Mm. Um, so I don't know if they're worried too much about the competition. Um, Especially considering that neither of those games is doing quite what Bungie does, like neither of them are like. But they've first got a dwindling. Shooters. But they have got a dwindling player base, and well, they I have don't been know. out for That's X the thing. It's, I, I don't know what the numbers are. Like, so Activision came out and said that they were disappointed with Forsaken sales, but you know, you kind of think of like, well, they're probably disappointed because they weren't Call of Duty numbers, and like, um, you know, who, you know, what sort of game like that is ever going to do Call of Duty numbers? Like, mm. um, there was probably a considerable drop off in the number of players going from Destiny One into Destiny Two, and after those two disappointing expansions uh, early this year with for Destiny Two, uh, early last year, sorry for Destiny Two, there was probably less people picking up Forsaken than picked up the base version of Destiny Two for sure, which yeah. is partly why I think they're like they were just throwing that game at people like giving it away for free left right and center like selling it for pittance that was on humble bundles wasn't it and yeah to try and get people involved now again i don't know whether that was bungie uh or whether that was activision being like just like just taking up a player base like yeah trying to because they were expecting bigger numbers than they were ever gonna get i don't know um but it's like the only other company I can think of that like is make that makes like big AAA games that doesn't have a publisher doing it is CD Projekt Red. But that's mm. because they're kind of their own publisher and they have their own like they have the the financial support. The fact that they run a PC marketplace kind of like Steam in the background. Yeah. You know they run good old games. Um, 
without like considerable because making games is expensive like and yeah uh, they uh have made no secret of the fact that they weren't that happy about having to you know rely on microtransactions quite as much as they have done and they've tried to push back against that a little bit more and i imagine in the future there'll be even less of that so they're gonna have to get their money from somewhere um they're not they don't have a subscription service like a traditional mmo like the only way they can get money in is venture capital i guess yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. that's that's that, that's the sort of word is that they're going to have more of these kind of Chinese companies coming in and 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 pitching in a you know x amount of million and whatever to to keep them ticking over, but they they would need to produce something faster than they are producing it. But you don't know. You don't know if these people will say right, we're 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 going to play the long game on this one. So that's that's down to the money men, I guess. Hmm. And, and their fate is very much in the hands of the money men if the money men say we need it in x amount of time then they are stuffed and i could see them having one more big game in them and then just you know going under yeah and that's kind of what i'm worried about like uh, whether they're gonna have that support whether they're gonna have that uh infrastructure in place yeah to be able to do this independently because Bungie is quite a large studio uh not just them but like uh they work with partner studios to do a lot of work so like um it's a, i think it was high moon or someone like that did mm. a lot of a lot of the heavy lifting on the forsaken yeah, it was two studios i want to say it was Starbreeze and um not entirely sure uh yeah but, but yeah it's not like they're they're on their own doing their own thing it's like they were they were also relying on other studios that activision had uh, under their umbrella i guess yeah um or had relationships with now they're gonna have to do that stuff on their own or be able to contract that stuff out and that's expensive and yeah i don't know i don't know what the future for the game is like it's definitely not going to be this Let's put out a you know a, a small uh, story based expansion every few months uh, or you know one big one a year. I think it's going to be more like this model that they're going with at the moment with the Black Armory and um, some of the other stuff that's coming in in the future, where it's like small content updates. Like here's a new activity to do for the next few weeks, and then there's something else here, and then they drip feed does that story go? Of stuff. Does that kind of go back to Chazzy's original question? What does this matter for the lapsed gamer? Like that kind of yeah. model lends itself better to a lapsed gamer because I know oh, now yeah. Activision Absolutely. aren't going to be pushing a new pack on me that I have to buy. Like it would get me back in now. I wish I'd bought yep. the Forsaken stuff when it was cheap. Now yeah, knowing so. that I perhaps can go back, play all that, and then I'll get content updates that are more appealing to me without having to shell out another fifty dollars yeah i mean like it's a if you, yeah if you, if you put it that way it is kind of like uh, yeah uh it's i like i was saying um on the uh when we did the game of the year like um with forsaken it's uh, uh destiny kind of morphed into a game where it's not like you have to put in a load of time each week. You have to get together a team of six people and be able to put in yeah. like, you know, four or five yeah. hours to do a raid or whatnot. It's like now they've turned it into a 
like a game where you can like jump in for you know an hour or two a week and do a couple of activities and you're making meaningful progress and there is no shortage of things to do uh like it's yeah it's the 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 model has changed significantly and i think that was partly one of the things that Activision didn't like because it didn't it wasn't the sort of model that they could aggressively monetize like they like to do um so uh, yeah i think maybe um yeah going back to chess's original question maybe destiny will be a more suitable prospect for lapsed gamers in the future yeah i could hope yeah i just think it's it it, it's gonna be more of a creative bungie's creative vision now Mm. it's not gonna i i hope that those missteps were activision missteps and not bungie missteps but yeah, hopefully we get we get something really well thought through and kind of ex- and well executed now. But yeah, that's we'll, the we'll that's see. the other thing as well. It's like now if like like Bungie have never explicitly blamed any problems on Activision because they were their publishing partner. And you don't throw your partners under but the they, bus. They, but, but they but they when they left Microsoft, they said, "Oh, all the Halo problems that was a Microsoft thing." Yeah, and they've done the same thing with Activision. Yeah. So, oh, it, well, oh, no, it's all Activision's fault. Well, well they haven't. Sort of the first thing is that they haven't explicitly explicitly said that. But when the community has been up in arms and saying Activision is ruining ruining Destiny, Bungie haven't exactly you know jumped in and said no, 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 chill out, guys. It's because it's this. They've just kind of sat back and let it happen. Yeah. And it's like now, uh, it's all on them. Yeah. So if like if they make really bad decisions and start bringing out bad content and, or making bad business decisions, there is, there is no more, there is no escape. <coughs> no, It'll be Bungie's fault. So, yeah. Um, just, just so you know, I've done a bit of Googling as well and it's vicarious visions for anyone who's shouting oh, at me. Uh, yeah. It's not Starbreeze at all. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. It's, I think, um, a lot of studios that, um, <sighs> Well, I guess actually there's not that many that could do this. I was thinking like maybe no. maybe like Respawn Entertainment would be looking at this, but like no, Respawn is now fully owned by EA. So yeah, I mean Re- Respawn that, did like, did do it or did try to do it. And but I can imagine couldn't. there'll be a lot of studios under the yoke of EA being like, "Go on, Bungie, you can do it. We believe in you. Yeah, <laughs> do it for the rest of us." Um, <laughs> so I I, I really like, I I like the games that Bungie makes. Um, I really like Destiny. I, I I put a ridiculous amount of time to that game and I'd like to continue to do so and I'd like to see it stay in a good place and yeah. continue to progress and I want to see where they go in the future. It's just, just interesting that it could be a death knell f- for Destiny 2, but also, you know, like something, something else could come out of something better and more... Hmm. Uh, round, well-rounded could come out of it, and that's the hope. But it's worth, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. That's why I was saying to you about what what does this mean for Laps Gamers? Is uh, f- for people not like coming to this cold. It's it, it's really interesting from a point of view of it's now that it's like a you know a phoenix has died, and it's now does that phoenix rise out of the ashes, or does it just completely die away? It's this really weird thing that doesn't happen very many times in gaming where mm-hmm. you know they, they get to do it get to have a do-over and uh yeah it'd be really interesting to see what direction this goes in i i would really love to know in the future if we ever it might probably be something we never find out about but i'd really like to know 
just a little bit of the details of what mm. that deal was like, how um, they've managed to walk away with the IP. I hope it's like a football situation where they've got like some clause in there that's like, if you underperform or if you perform to these targets or whatever, then, you know, at the five-year mark, you get to pull the ripcord. I know, as maybe... you've got um, X amount of money. Maybe maybe they, they they were following Richard Keys on Twitter and decided that, like... <laughs> <laughs> Topical. Luke Smith and Deej would, would buy Destiny out from under Activision with their own wages. With their own wages, exactly. I've just been doing something in Googling. So Ars Technica published a... Uh, article when they f- when the deal was first announced, and this is what the press release said: Activision will have exclusive worldwide rights to publish and distribute all future Bungie games. Bungie remains an independent company and will continue to own their intellectual property. So Activision right. never had any claim to it. It was always they always retained that right to when they split, they could run with stuff. Because I guess when That's you think fine, about yeah. it, they already lost Halo. Why would they want to do that again? If, yeah. if but I guess that they also had like a contract to create to produce a certain number of products. Yes, there's worldwide uh, rights to publish and distribute. So I'm assuming they're just basically yeah. paying out the rest of their contracts. Probably, yeah. So as long as they, yeah. So the clause would be as long as you've got X amount of money that would cover the yeah. money we would expect to be getting. Then yeah, off yeah. Trot. Like they wouldn't matter. That, to them, or would like it? Activision, like well, well, fuck it, we'll make our own destiny in China, and yeah. it'll be. It'll be <laughs> Full of microtransactions. That's true. That's it's it. also that option. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, exciting times for fans of Destiny. And yeah. Yeah, we'll see how, how right it goes. <laughs> you'll be there putting another million hours yeah. into it. It doesn't matter what they do to it, you'll still play it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, probably, unless it goes away. And then, well, I've always got Monster Hunter. So That's it. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode. As always, you can go and check out uh, our YouTube channel over at Just Search Laps Gamer Radio on YouTube. The episode went up uh, today. I was recording um, about uh, Diablo 3 and how uh, me and Nick think that the Switch version of that game is like the perfect version of Diablo 3 for Laps Gamers. Head over to the website, lapsgamer.com. By the time this episode comes out, we should have some top 10s on there. I know I keep saying that, but I'm sure it'll finally <laughs> happen. <laughs> I'm typing mine as we when we're done here. So mine yeah. will be there, maybe. Some of them are written. Some of them are in the process of being written. They'll, they'll all be up there eventually. Uh, I'm not going to lie. My, mine's not being written at all because I just need to find the time to do it but yes. i will do it i promise I promise <laughs> by next year it'll be there by next christmas i promise that's a good promise um yeah check us out on twitter if you want to message us do so uh, at laps gamer you can also email us lapsgamerradio at gmail.com uh that's it i don't think we've got anything else we don't have a tumblr or anything like that do we do people still use tumblr <laughs> yeah see it. check us out on our myspace page yeah and uh you know yeah Check out the the uh, our um, Friendster. Check out our uh, our SoundCloud where Adam's dropping some some hot beats. Um, oh yeah, uh, hot sixteen. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next episode of uh, Lapscaber Radio. <laughs> <laughs>